Welcome to Insights, an Amplify original series giving you insights on cultural myths, employee engagement, and why it all matters. I'm Nicole McLean. We kept running into organizations where we would um, go in and help with the business units, uh, and there'd be several layers of leadership above it. Yeah. And for them to really drive the actions that they needed to drive, they had to get buy-in from those layers. And, and we had never talked to those layers. And so um, all of a sudden, this business unit leader has this amazing insight about what they need to do to finally improve employee engagement. And they go up to these people who don't quite it, don't have the data, don't have the awareness of it. And so it's really important that this importance, this focus on employee engagement isn't just happening at a manager level, but is happening, is being mandated, if you will, is being led, is being activated by the top few layers of an organization. And that's critical without those top executives saying employee engagement is important and it's important for each executive and each manager to manage this. Without that air cover, if you will, it can become really difficult for those managers to effectuate this change without the support of uh, senior management and, and senior leadership. When we talk about managing feedback and enacting a true employee engagement strategy, it really does include everyone. As you just heard Santi share, there can't be layers of an organization with no access to data and no involvement in the process. And as we've heard earlier, it just can't be another HR task. Without the buy-in from top layers of an organization, even the best employee engagement insight or idea might go unnoticed and fail to be acted upon. But what does this involvement look like from the executive level? Well, that's what I wanted to find out when I talked with Marcus Hall, president and partner at California Closets. As Marcus shares, past inaction on the part of leadership at California Closets wasn't because of apathy or a lack of concern about employee engagement. It was simply because there was no access to the data at all. I think the first thing it starts with is just having a, a data set, having the information available to us. We often talk about how blind we have been to things that have probably existed in our, in our business for a really long time. And so, first of all, we're just grateful to have the data and have the insights that who knows how long some of these challenges have existed. Um, and, and I would say that we started with trying to sort of boil the ocean and take all these bits of feedback across our entire employee base. And, and we tried to do too much. And I think what, what the result of that was, was actually doing very little. And so leveraging the data now, we, we really try to look at our business in smaller chunks, two areas. One would be maybe geographically, uh, because we, we, we operate in several different states. But the probably the more important one would be departmentally. So looking at the specific departments and those specific data sets to understand hey, how can we move the needle in this specific area uh, this coming quarter? Or what are the main pinch points that are bubbling up? And since we have the trends and the insights and the data within Amplify, it's pretty clear where we need to lean in and where we need to focus. Uh, and, and we talk a lot about kind of the critical few in our business. We try to hone in and just do a couple things really well. Uh, and we think that that can have a greater impact. And ultimately, since we have the data, we can see how those things move or don't move over the course of the following quarter. The funny thing about employee feedback data actually being available is that it can feel like a lot to process. I loved Marcus's analogy about trying to boil the ocean. It's a really normal response. When great leaders are aware of a need, of course they want to take action. But as with any improvement in our business, we have to take things one step at a time, which is exactly what worked at California Closets. So once we take the first step and identify those key areas of improvement that we want to attack, then what? 
I would say that one of the things that makes it difficult as it relates to, to, to managers sort of leveraging this, these insights around employee engagement and these lessons learned is that there, there's a, a number of things that each manager and each leader is trying to accomplish with, within their department as it kind of rolls up to the, the greater good of the business. And so balancing those critical KPIs with something like employee engagement score and Amplify score, it requires a bit of reprogramming. And so enabling, supporting our leadership team and our managers to keep that as a core KPI and, and not a, a secondary or some kind of tertiary data set is important. So I think as, as the president, as leaders, as the executives, we have to make that KPI, uh, which is kind of our internal NPS score, if you will, make that one of our critical KPIs in our business that isn't talked about on an annual or a quarterly basis, but a weekly basis. We have five KPIs in our business that we talk about almost daily. Uh, and I think one of the ways we can support and um, engage with our management team to better drive engagement in the right direction is to make that employee engagement or that internal employee NPS score, uh, make that one of those daily, weekly KPIs that we talk about. I really liked the way Marcus puts it when he talks about reprogramming. At California Closets, reprogramming meant tracking their employee engagement scores as one of the main KPIs of the company. And if we truly believe that this is so vital to our business, why wouldn't we want to take that seriously? The interesting thing here that I hope you capture is that this type of change likely wouldn't have happened at California Closets without the buy-in from the executive leadership team. Marcus saw the data and took action, helping to reprogram the leadership team as a whole. And what they quickly realized is that once the feedback gates were open and employee engagement became a key KPI for the company, there was no longer room for negotiation. I think the management level can think about sort of a reprogramming as it relates to employee engagement and employee feedback as a whole. I think there's there's some information or, or data out there that that talks about the, the minute we ask for feedback in any form or fashion, everything ceases to be a negotiation. We joke a lot about feedback is a gift uh, from our clients. And so making sure that managers are prepared to receive the feedback, that it is a gift, and that as soon as we get the feedback and we get the insights, there's certainly data, but there's also open-ended questions with, with some commentary. It's no longer a negotiation, uh, and we've opened ourselves up to that feedback and making sure managers feel empowered to drive change. And if, if it's not coming from the top down, hopefully from the bottom up, from the management perspective of how critical of a KPI this is for a business and what's probably possible from an output within that specific department, if they were to focus on the employee engagement score as a critical KPI versus some other efficiency or outputs metric that they're currently focused on. With leadership fully invested and the company tracking their employee engagement scores as a key KPI, there's no room for hiding at California Closets. And that's a good thing. It's a top-down approach that impacts every layer of their organization and gives a clear view of how to invest and grow their managers. And of course, having a KPI in place is one thing, but enacting on a strategy to move the needle on a metric is another. And that's why I wanted to talk with Matt Rolfson, president at Renovia. At Renovia, feedback has led to not only greater role clarity for their managers, but the implementation of individual development plans. So I think step one is clearly defining what their role is. So oftentimes I think that gets missed. Um, the competencies and the skills that are required to be a successful manager. So we've got those defined with all of our managers. And then from there, 
annual performance reviews, and out of that come into individual development plans. And those individual development plans um, are for the needs in which they need to skill up in their own position or in future positions that they're going into. And then we have the goal setting and review biweekly to make sure that they're engaging in those development opportunities. Renovia is committed to employee engagement by being intentional about acting on feedback and keeping the lines of communication flowing. When you talk to Matt, you hear him mention a lot of key elements that we spoke about earlier this series. Elements like fairness and trust that make this whole process of feedback and action work. So I think by having clear expectations and then meeting on a regular basis, um, both parties um, are vulnerable. It's, it's um, the manager-led are the meetings, and uh, they're getting real-time feedback. And I think that they're part of the goal and the solution. So when it comes to, to fairness and trust, it's an open relationship and an open dialogue that happens in those meetings. Renovia's approach is intentional and measurable, but it also comes across as authentic. When you truly value employee engagement and care about the development of your managers, it comes out in every action that you take. And when there is conflict, it's healthy conflict. In Matt's case, this is something that helps them know that they're moving in the right direction. I think that authenticity is probably one of the greatest drivers and some of the rhythm. So we don't allow things to get rescheduled. So we have the intentionality around it. But then in those meetings, there's an authenticity amongst the entire team um, where there's healthy conflict, there's healthy dialogue, and everybody feels like they have a voice um, and the purpose and the direction of the organization. Now that we know the steps it takes to empower our managers and help them grow professionally, and we have concrete examples of employee engagement strategies in action, it should be simple, right? Well, according to Santi, most people know that taking this seriously is important for their business, but it just isn't happening. 95% of folks believe now that engagement is critical to achieving their business outcomes, but only 4% of folks think they're doing it well. And so there's still this gap, right, that, um, that, that you and I and our organizations are so focused on, on filling that gap and equipping the next generation of leaders and managers to, to thrive with this thing that is so incredibly important and many times not focused on to the level it should in organizations. But now is a great time to take action. Because when we open ourselves up to feedback, engage our employees, and invest in our managers, everyone benefits. And it's never too late to take the first step. Now, before we wrap up this series of insights, we have one more thing to share with you. Next week, we have a special bonus episode in which we sit down with Santiago to talk with him about why he's calling 2020 the year of the manager. You're not going to want to miss it. And don't forget that if you want to learn more about what truly makes a good manager great and how leaders can identify those ideal qualities that scale manager success across their organization, you're going to want to download our Amplify report on qualities of an effective manager. To gain access, just go to amplify.com slash report. That's E-M-P-L-I-F-Y dot com slash report. <laughs>